Welcome to The Pemberley Podcast, a podcast where we discuss modern-day Jane Austen adaptations. Now covering Emma Approved, I'm Jillian Davis. I'm Yolanda Rodriguez. Keep up with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Pemberley. You can help support our running costs on patreon.com slash thepemberley. And if you have any questions or comments, email us at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Pemberley Podcast. This week, we're doing something a little different, as you may have noticed in the title. We're actually going to be covering three episodes this week. We're covering episodes 65, 66, and 67 of Emma Approved. Yolanda, that's pretty dramatic. It's Would a you... lot of episodes. It is. It's it's only one more, but it's right. so much more. Yeah. Uh, we should probably explain to these people why we're doing this. Yeah. So the last three episodes of the show, a lot happens within those. and It's the nice bow to the series end. And for those three, we're actually going to have a special guest mm-hmm. that we will announce as it gets closer. So we're excited about it. We'll even ask for questions from the audience. Yeah. So. We're doing this for you. We wanted to do something flashy for the end of Emma Approved. We're almost there. We're We're almost there. We're almost at the end. It's very insane to me. This is actually, since we do um, record multiple episodes when we get together, so this is actually our second to last time getting together to record for Emma Approved. It's okay. We're friends in real life, guys. We hang out. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) and this is the second to last time we'll ever see each other. In our lives. It's like, whoa. (laughs) No. But we'll talk about future plans in the upcoming Costume Theater episode episode two and reflect on what we've gone through so far what so, we've learned and yeah. how we've grown and what this means to us and yeah what's next what's not next we don't even really know the answers <laughs> so there's still more to come we did a great survey and we heard from a lot of you which was really informed how we continue to make this podcast better for emma approved so maybe we'll even do another listener survey and get your thoughts and opinions about what you want to hear more from us or less of us <laughs> or that sort of thing so uh, yeah, we can put that together and send that out once we've wrapped Emma. So, But before we get into these episodes, we're going to go over the things that we are currently reading. Uh, Jillian, why don't you go ahead and share what you've read recently? <laughs> I wanted to throw out this curveball. Normally we talk about books or comics or something that we're reading. I would instead like to plug uh, an article in Esquire magazine. It's more of a profile on John Mulaney. <laughs> we are big fans of John Mulaney, yeah. the comedian here on the Primbley podcast, especially me. I am very famous in my friend group for him being my favorite. You're wearing a John Mulaney shirt uh, right we now. speak, <laughs> I am wearing my John Mulaney t-shirt that I, we, uh, you were there when yeah. I got this. Yeah, it was yeah. when we saw him perform at the Orpheum Theater a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. I cut the sleeves off. <laughs> to create like kind of this rocker chick comedy vibe that like no one asked for. And it's a pretty good profile on him. Some great photos. Is there any like tidbit that stands out to you about him from that profile or anything he said? I mean, I feel like I didn't really read anything for the most part that I don't already know about him. There were no like personality surprises. Sure. What did surprise me though was he talked about what he's working on next, which I've, you know, I just kind of figured he'd be doing stand up until he died, but he's working on like a kids variety show like where he's going to be talking to kids about stuff and I'm like oh Oh, cool I actually think he'd be really good for that because he talks a lot about his childhood and his opinions on not really having an identity and like not really counting uh, as a kid 
that'll be fun. Hopefully we see it soon. Yes, I'm as, as we, we know more, you'll know more. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. This is not only a breaking news podcast for Jane Austen news, it's also breaking news for John Mulaney. Yeah. <laughs> Tricked you into that. Huh. But it's two for the price of one, <laughs> exactly. and it's a free podcast. Exactly. So we're just giving the people what they want. What are you reading, Yolanda? So I finished a book recently called Queenie. It's by Candace Cardi Williams. It's a book about a 25-year-old Black British woman who has recently gone through a breakup and she's not dealing with it very well. And you're not actually sure if she's a reliable narrator or not uh, because a lot of the conversations are like just her thoughts and you see some conversations happen with her friend group over text. So it's like this fun dynamic too of seeing her friend group through text and how they encourage her or tell her like, no, don't go back to that (laughs) other guy you're seeing. So it's kind of her dealing with her own relationship with with love and sex and relationships in general and uh, there's actually like a realistic portrayal of therapy uh, throughout it that she starts to like realize oh I need this so it's a really great book and I just think it was just a fresh perspective of something but I hadn't read before so yeah highly recommend it and her name is Queenie that's why it's the book title. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah. So with that, let's go ahead and jump into Emma Approved. Previously on Emma Approved, Box Hill was professionally a major success for Emma Approved, but personally a total disaster for Emma. That's right. Jane quit. Jane quit. Alex left. Just like he just, evaporated. He has no plans. <laughs> he just left. That's where Emma's at. It's not a good time for her. So starting with episode 65, Big Girl don't cry written by shauna benson and julie benson what's funny about this title i know it's a fergie song it was also i think first song i know yeah, that too. but i but know it because of yes, fergie of, honestly me too <laughs> like i didn't know that until i saw jersey Boys. and like milo ventimiglia is in the music video of so. course wait go. was he i yeah. haven't seen that music video in years gonna pull it up real quick <laughs> girls don't cry I mean, that's like a really cool oh, car. I feel like Milo is the kind of guy that drives those kinds of cars, as evidenced in... Yeah. Ah, there it is! Yeah. I shouldn't squeal. It's just Milo <laughs> it's so Oh, look man, they made him they, look like a sexy they pirate. They put, like, tattoos on him, and Fergie's mad. Oh, no. Ooh, he looks like a sexy pirate. My eighth grade math science teacher was Fergie's cousin. Really? And it's all any kid ever asked her about. <laughs> Oh, interesting. I feel like she very easily could have not told people that she's Fergie's cousin, but like but she, she, I think she like, told she one class to people to ask her. No, what? She wasn't really? even like that. No, it was like I, I get the sense that like she probably told one class one time, and then it's all anyone could talk about. <laughs> it's like I had a fifth grade teacher who mentioned that her friend's friend knew someone in O Town. <laughs> And so, because I think one of the guys is from Rancho Cucamonga, which is our hometown. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that's why there was, like, that connection or something. But she would, like, mention it and we're like, okay. And? I'm not going to lie. I don't really know what O-Town is. Is Oh, Is that the K-pop band? No, they were like a, they were like around the NSYNC Backstreet Boys time. They were like a boy oh. band and they're like trying to make a comeback now, like Backstreet no. Boys. I think the takeaway is that Yolanda and I are very well connected. 
<laughs> just by being from Rancho Cucamonga. LA is not where it's at, guys. If you want to know people who know people who know celebrities. <laughs> that's literally, that's literally, I was going to say, because like, I knew a couple people in high school who like, their parents would take them to auditions or mm-hmm. they were in an episode of something. But back to Emma Prue. Right, we're probably going to cut a lot of that. Yeah, that's totally fine. So basically, uh, Emma and Emma Approved is in a pretty rough place. Yeah, so it starts out by showing the empty offices. It shows Alex's desk, empty. Jane's desk, empty. empty. And then you see Harriet, who is handling calls like a boss. Mm-hmm. She's just taking calls and... Clearly, they're getting so many inquiries for more events because Box Hill was such a success. So people want Emma approved to plan their next premiere party or big event or anything. So there's a lot of excitement within for Emma approved, but clearly Emma is not emotionally in a place to like even think about anything regarding events. <laughs> well, no, Harriet takes a break from all of her phone calls, like sort of backs away, like, please don't ring. And we see Emma just in a state we've never seen her before. She's wearing sweats and sweats. a sweatshirt. And she's got a, I'm not going to lie, a beautiful messy bun atop yeah. <laughs> her head. I was actually kind of like, you guys, you didn't do it right. She still looks amazing. Yeah. Then there's tissues strewn all over the place. She's eating ice cream. She's playing some royalty-free sad music. Yeah. <laughs> and it goes throughout the whole episode episode and we see that she's wearing mascara because it like just rolls down her face the black tears black tears <laughs> Harriet is trying to cheer her up. She's trying to keep, she's trying to support everything, you know? The yeah. Business and Emma's emotional well being. Because even Emma's looking at a photo album of, I think, the Christmas party. So she's looking at pictures of like the good old days <laughs> of like her and Alex and Annie and everyone so happy together. So she's just really wallowing in yeah. all of the sadness right now. I love the line of the fact that she's like, oh no, I'm, I'm killing the trees because of all the tissues I'm using yeah all that stuff so she um, can't do anything right so Harriet's a bit of at a loss because she tries like here's a bear here's this like get yeah. excited there's clients so she goes back to her desk and tries to brainstorm like what can I do what would Alex do she calls Alex but it goes straight to voicemail and he picks up yeah and then she kind of thinks what would Emma do mm-hmm. and that gives her an idea so she goes back to Emma and she quotes Emma's own words to Emma, her own advice. Mm-hmm. All the things people usually do to comfort themselves when life gets hard are in fact the exact opposite of what would actually make them feel better. Wallowing in ice cream and regret is not and never will be Emma approved. And Harriet taking, trying to take the ice cream away from Emma. Emma's just like, no, that ice cream was Emma approved. <laughs> Give it back. <laughs> If I could map out, I know we're sort of still at the beginning of talking about all three all three of these episodes, but Emma has a lot of apologizing to do. Oh, yeah. She's got a lot of mess to clean up. This episode was, she is the mess. Yeah. And at the end, she's cleaned herself up. Basically, she's like, you're right, Harriet. Get Maddie in here. Because she even considers for a minute to, like, shut down the business. Yeah. Which is a dramatic move, but that's how horrible she's feeling about everything. She's like, you know, I started this with a partner and he's not here. So why go on when the vision was 
you know, he catches the things I don't catch. I do the things I'm great at. So together we'll make this great company. But if he's not there, what's the point of continuing? That's where Harriet's like, what, what can I do? What can I do? Uh, you're the client. Uh, this She's great. And, you know, she kind of makes Emma the, the quotes client. So that kind of wakes Emma up into being like, okay, you know what? All right. If I'm going to treat myself like I would one of my own clients, then here's the steps I need to take to like get back on the right track. We have a lot of work ahead of us. And if I know this client, and trust me, I do, she won't be easy. And that pretty much takes us into, so she's cleaned herself up. And then we go into episode 66, All Apologies, written by Shauna Benson and Julie Benson. Mm-hmm. And this is the next step in her recovery process, which is actually something Harriet briefly mentioned in the last episode. Yeah. She's like, like a 12-step program? And she's like, no, not that many, but like, <laughs> you're not wrong. It's time to apologize to Maddie. It's interesting because we haven't seen Maddie in a long time. We've only heard about the mean thing that Emma did to her, which is take the jams out of the gift baskets. Mock them. Mock them. And then like when she and Jane tried to hand them out to people, like stop it from happening and like make it a big joke. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's insane because like, Maddie's so much older than her and she's like a mother to her and to be like that disrespectful to somebody like that is just like, you know, when we saw Emma in the last episode and she was a horrible mess, (laughs) I think we've never seen that before. I think she's never seen that side of her either. Like, I think she's not used to feeling down. Even when she messed up, Alex still had her back. Even if he was mad, she's like, oh, he'll come back. Mm -hmm. But this time, the fact that he's not answering her calls, the fact that he's completely not even present at the office, like, I think that's where she's like, I really messed up this time. And like, Mm -hmm. the fame part of it got the better of her. And she was she just completely lost sight of her friends and her family, you know, people she treats as family and disregarded them completely. And she's like, oh, what did I just do? I really messed up. So I think now she's like, pull the curtain back and seeing like what like who she really is and realizing okay I need to kind of reset and start from scratch and rebuild basically because that's where she's at she was at rock bottom and now she needs to rebuild yeah come arise from the ashes like a phoenix yeah Uh, but she's practicing her apology to Maddie yeah Harriet also brings in like a big scary binder because Emma's gonna try to take on learning the business side of the business since Alex isn't there. Um, So that's something that she needs to take on. And that's something that she's never had to deal with before either. So it's something new for her. The show must go on and it doesn't fit in a pretty Emma approved binder. It has to go in an ugly black one that you get at Staples for like 50 cents. (laughs) Yeah. And then Maddie comes in. You and I talked about this. I thought it was kind of a little messed up. Like, I get it because it's a TV show. Maddie had to drive to her own apology. I know. (laughs) Emma should have been, like, on her knees on Maddie's front door, you know? Please, please. I'm so sorry. She had to, like, drive all the way out to wherever she is in L.A. I mean, I wonder if part of it was she didn't want to go because she was worried about running into Jane. But I know she's also been calling Jane, so why not go to Maddie's house to then find Maddie and Jane and get to apologize in person? Like, why... You know where they live, Emma. The world <laughs> go may find never them. know. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, I know for the sake of the web series, it had to be at the office. But in real life, it would have made more sense if Emma had gone to Maddie's house and been like, here's flowers, here's yep. like everything, here's all of my uh, love and apology, please accept it. <laughs> please take me back. <laughs> yeah. 
But aside from that very probably pedantic note of ours, (laughs) Maddie is very, very graceful in this situation because Emma starts off with her big planned speechy apology and Maddie's just like, there's no need for that. Emma Woodhouse, I've known you since you were finger painting in diapers. You don't have to write a speech for me. But I've been awful to you and to Jane. She's never had to grovel like this before. No. She's never had so much to apologize for. And, like, she means it. She's hurt people that she loved. You know, Vaddy is just like, you don't even have to. Like, And, you know, she even compliments Jane because the fact that, like, she hasn't been able to get a hold of Jane, too, because she's getting ready for this new position that she's uh, going into. Emma compliments Jane, and then Maddie says... Caroline said the same thing last night. Oh, mm. Caroline. Caroline and, and the senator. Yeah, so like, like breaking bread with Maddie. A and little Bradley. a little prying and we find out that the Eltons had dinner with Jane, Maddie, and Mama. Mm-hmm. So interesting thing there. I mean <laughs> interesting I group. I would have paid big money to be a, like just invisible at that dinner table. Like I know why Caroline Caroline's trying to make her Jane her project so that's why she's like come over for dinner and then I'm sure that Maddie then got herself invited and then brought along mama and that whole deal Mm -hmm. but uh yeah it would have been hilarious to see that interaction of like looking around the senator's home and being like what's this and all that (laughs) kind of stuff too but the real reason that we found out that they ate together was because Emma was trying to figure out if Alex was perhaps there. Right. If it was like a dinner party that she just didn't know about or didn't get invited to. I so. think she most, I think she wouldn't be surprised to not get invited to stuff at this point. I think yeah. she just wants to know where in the world is Alex Knightley. Yeah. And how mad is he? Where's his head at? What's he thinking? Is he yeah. thinking about her? Which Maddie isn't concerned about. She's like, don't worry. Like, he'll... He'll come back. He'll turn up. It was just... She makes a whole joke about yeah. how uh, good men are like vegetables. They just turn up. Which I don't agree with. <laughs> but is that always true? Is that really the case? Nevertheless, he's still MIA. So then it just it kind of wraps up into the fact that Maddie's going to help out with financial planning for two weeks. At first she says for free, but then Emma insists that she pays because thankfully, and thankfully Maddie is going to take the payment. So yes, yes. good for that. Take money, not exchanges um, and favors. I don't deserve your help, but I will gladly accept it. You are, and have always been a good, kind person with the best intentions, even though sometimes you make mistakes. And she's also going to be teaching her some of the financial planning side of things. So she's not just going to like abandon her after these two weeks. It's like, yeah, I'll help you wrap up things from Box Hill and then we'll get into getting you learning about all this stuff too. I mean, I think it's because Emma's moving forward with the business, assuming that Alex is not going to be a part of it anymore. How scary is that? That is. That she's like... I mean, Maddie is very upbeat about the fact that he's going to be back because she's like, where can I work on all this? And she's like, oh, you can use Alex's office. And she's like, okay, but I'm just keeping his chair warm for him. Yeah. And who, like, who knows if he's going to come back in a day or a week or never. It does seem like Emma's convinced that, like, he's never coming back and that she's just never going to see him again. I mean, nothing like, like, I was just going to say nothing like this has ever happened between them before. I mean, like, I think it's scary. You've never had a fight so big that he has to leave. Right. So you don't know what to expect from how long he's going to be gone. Yeah, which I mean, I feel like we've heard something about this where he like ran off to Joshua Tree before with like maybe a fight with his brother or something like that. But that's a fight with his brother. Right. And she's like, no, they'll resolve it. It'll be fine. But yeah, it's different when it's Emma actually feeling that 
you know, him turning away from her, which then she realizes just how much she cares about him, too. I think that's an important point to note. So we're not going to see a ton of that in these episodes. Doesn't quite click yet. But we've got some seeds that are getting planted, Mm -hmm. which are essentially Emma's feelings for Alex and vice versa. Yep. Um, Because that's the whole thing, isn't it? It's like leading up to them getting together. Yeah. And, um, you know, there were seeds earlier when we saw... Harriet falling for the senator and how that was a total mess. And <laughs> seeds everywhere. And this is, I feel, one of like a really big seed in a backwards way because yeah. she misses him. She's looking she, at pictures of him. She's you looking know? at pictures of like the good old days and she's like questioning, like she's trying to like take over his job so that like she doesn't know if he's gonna come. Like she's in agony without yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. She, and it's a lot about what she said in the last episode of like, I started this business with a partner. And she feels like she doesn't have that anymore. Yeah. And it's not like the fact that he's gone is making her think, fine, I don't need him. Um, No, it's like she misses him a lot. Yeah. One more apology she needs to make, of course, is to Annie, her best friend, who she wasn't there for her baby shower. So that's kind of the last big apology that she needs to do. Oh, I mean, she has a couple others, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. at least that we'll see for right now. So with that, let's go into episode 67, Secret Lovers, written by Anna Avila. You know what's funny what I just realized? Well, I don't know about all apologies, but obviously Big Girls Don't Cry is the name of a song. Mm -hmm. Don't know about all apologies, but Secret Lovers is a song. Yeah. Secret Lovers. I think a lot of titles in Emma Proof have been either like song titles or something like that. It does bleed into the next set of episodes, Mm. uh, which uh, we're not talking about right now. Not yet. But back to Secret Lovers. Annie comes into the office. Emma's like worried about the fact that she's late because she's like, oh no, she hates me. Oh my God. She has bad news for me. Bad news? What if she's heard from Alex? What if something's happened to him? That's why he hasn't called yet. Alex is so front of mind for her. Like everything revolves around him right now in her thoughts because she's like, what if she has news about Alex and he's like dead or something? (laughs) (laughs) She's just like so worried. Annie like can hear her down the hall. She's like, it's calm down. Everything's fine. I'm Mm -hmm. here. I was just a little late. (laughs) That happens when she's, she's finally looking pregnant. Yeah. She looks very pregnant. And I feel like we should forgive her for being a little bit late. Yeah. Because it just takes longer to do things. So Emma gives, again, with like with Maddie, prepares to give like this grand apology. But Annie cuts her off and she's like, you don't need to apologize. And that's where she brings up the line of... Love means never having to say you're sorry. Yeah. So she knows that more people are mad at Emma. <laughs> so mm-hmm. she's like, you know what? I'll take it easy on you. Yeah. And I think really it's that Maddie and Annie know that she's hurting so much from... Alex leaving they're like it's okay like you don't need to apologize like we know you meant well and you're you're dealing with a lot more than you even realize quite yet so yeah and um, Emma got caught up in a lot of just trying to make everything bigger and better and more Emma approved you know and I, I think it's good that Emma sees the error of her ways you know she's making up for it in a big way now and so I think that's where they see it too like they see just how genuinely sorry she is and how much she just wants to be more intentional about the way she does things now so that's why they're like yeah you don't need to do this whole grand apology we know you so just like don't do it again basically i mean but i think that's good i mean like i think they would not be as forgiving if 
Emma did not feel as sorry. Right. If she was just like, sorry, but I'm going to keep doing the same thing. If she was like going to go right into the next big thing, it'd be like, did you learn nothing? Yeah. And so Annie comes in and brings some big news. Some official big news. Because Frank was there, I guess, at their house that morning. Because he sold his shares. Right. So This big company. <laughs> Emma, I guess in the news, it had been shared that... Frank sold his shares in the Richmond Corporation, which we covered the Frank and Jane videos in a costume theater episode. It was a contention in Frank and Jane's relationship, the fact that he owned shares in this company that does a lot of environmental damage. And Jane is very pro-environment and Mm -hmm. pro-taking care of the world. So she wasn't happy that even though he just owned shares and wasn't directly involved in like tearing down trees or anything, he was still like an indirect contributor to that so uh he sold his shares which was big news yeah uh this young hot entrepreneur selling shares in in this corporation Uh, but that's not what jane or what annie was here to share uh she's here to share that frank and jane were dating (gasps) kill supreme (laughs) it's funny because like we've known about this for so long right it was really obvious in the frank and jane videos and then Alex is like, hey, I think they're together. And Emma was like, you're wrong about everything. Go she away. She shut that down so hard. She I was know. like, there's no way. I know. Especially, I mean, it makes sense because the way Frank would be like, ugh, Jane, what's <laughs> she doing here? And you're like, yeah, there's no way they'd be together. I love it. That's so funny because he was like, ugh, Jane's gross. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And so not only have they been together this whole time, but they've broken up. And uh, that's sort of the big news. because, And the reason that this is all coming out is because he thinks the tabloids are going to start looking into his personal life because of him selling all of these shares. Yeah. So that's why it's now all out in the open. Like, it sucks that you have to announce the end of your relationship. Right. And no one, like... no one got to know them as a couple, you know? Yeah. There was no couple game nights or anything. The stuff that you're supposed to do. Emma is, like, shocked. Frank and Jane were dating. What? Frank and Jane? I mean, it's a surprise, I know, for Ryan and me too. Wait, but when? Why? I, whoa, I cannot believe I was wrong again. The fact that even kind of right before Box Hill, he asks to be set up with someone. She's like, oh yeah, he is totally single and he clearly hates Jane. Yeah. So like there's no reason they would ever be together because they're so different. So it is like a bombshell to Emma. Um, we also find out kind of the little bit of the reason maybe why Jane kept it a secret was that she didn't really want, she didn't want to only be known as Frank's girlfriend. You that. know, she's so accomplished on her own. And then, you know, if she's only attached to Frank Churchill's girlfriend plans this big event, you know, that's not something that she wants, yeah. which makes sense. And we find out that, or the speculation that Jane broke up with Frank. Yeah. Do you think him selling his shares is part of a quest of his to win her back? It could be. It could be like him being like, I messed up and this is the only way I know how to even try to fix something. And it's a big deal. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's like this woman and her beliefs are more important to me than investing in this company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if selling my shares and not supporting this company and their lack of ethics is going to get her back, then that's what I'm going to do. I mean, because he hurt Jane and he hurt 
you know, her family, too. Yeah. So it's, you know, he messed up in a major way, too. So I'm sure he's dealing with his own round of apologies oh, there, yeah. too. And this was his grand gesture that is going to have a lot of implications, too, with, like, yeah, people prying into his personal life, unfortunately, which I'm sure Jane isn't a fan of either. Yeah. <laughs> she's so She's such a private person, so the fact that now people may be prying into her life isn't ideal, but, you know. Nope. Annie's kind of surprised that Emma and Frank weren't... Because it did look like they were on the cusp of being a thing. Yeah, she's surprised that Emma's not more upset about it. Yeah. Because she thinks, like, Annie's worried about breaking this news to Emma because she fully thought that Emma was in love with Frank or that they were, yeah, about to start a relationship or that Emma really wanted it. But Emma knew that Frank wasn't right for her. They still kept flirting with each other and she kind of played into it too, which is why she does feel a little bit guilty now knowing that he was taken, but it's not her fault because the fact that they were so private about it and Frank and Jane never told anyone. Yeah. So, but she still feels guilty because she's like, I knew he wasn't for me. So Even if she didn't know he had a girlfriend who was Jane Fairfax, right? she knew that she didn't want him and she kind of continued to flirt and take his advice anyway. Yeah. Lesson learned. Don't listen to boys. <laughs> Just random boys who wander into your office off the street. <laughs> so she's feeling pretty good about everything now. She's like, all right, wow. Like, I've apologized to all these different people. I'm getting, like, more information and now I have more context about, like, why, you know, maybe... Jane was so private and why Frank was so elusive too because once she finds that out it's like all these pieces connecting of like oh that's why London oh that's the laptop oh this thing and everything like clicks and lights up (laughs) it reminds me of that meme of that guy's face and there's a bunch of math yeah I feel like that's what's happening to Emma (laughs) yeah yeah Um, We we also find out that Maddie knew about the relationship the whole time. She was the only one who knew. The only one. Chatty Maddie was the (laughs) only one who knew. And no one found out until the press got into it. Yeah. Not so chatty. (laughs) I guess I just want to say, well, so it seems like uh, a lot of our apologies are out of the way. Yeah. So I would say, you know, this was kind of a roller coaster of like deep despair. But we're on the up and up, you know, like the worst we've been like dreading this moment forever. And I got to say, we got through it. We fought our way through the rejections and the apologies and the groveling and everyone has forgiven us. Well, you know, some of the important people have forgiven us. Still waiting on a couple. Yeah, Alex is still missing in action. Uh, We still need to wrap up uh, whatever is going to go on with Harriet. Yeah. And then... We shall see. Yeah, we're almost there. So with that, let's go to the comments section where we read YouTube comments for when these episodes first aired, starting with episode 65. Paul says, I'd feel bad for Emma, but she brought this on herself. Time for her to fix what she did. And she did fix it. Harsh, but true? It's harsh. Trilly Bean says, apart from all of Emma's shortcomings, she really did help Harriet to blossom into a wonderful person. Harriet has just proved that she is now self-confident, smart, and an amazing friend. And now it feels like it's time for Emma to learn from her. Yeah. Learn from Harriet. I mean, she did step up in a big way in that episode where she was like handling all the calls and like Mm. cheering Emma up or getting her, you know, back into motivated Emma mode. (laughs) Yes. Holly says... Harriet showing true Hufflepuff spirit, which in our previous costume theater, we sorted the rest of the characters into their Hogwarts houses. Check that out. From episode 66, Ella says, 
Aw, Maddie is the sweetest thing. So heartwarming to see Emma picking herself up and improving. You can see how she's really trying to change her ways and finally taking Alex's advice, including consultations. Yeah, that's something that she hates to do. So she's taking it up. Victoria says, I love how Emma approved made Maddie a lot more likable than I found her in the books. Yes, the flaws are still there, but it's more obvious she has a gigantic heart behind it all. Power Rangers duelist says, Daw, Alex talks to Maddie about Emma. Alex said you hated those. Talking about the consultations. Yeah, so it's cute that that they talk to each other about Emma. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. With episode 67, Elizabeth says, When Maddie says there's a reason they broke up after all, regarding Frank and Jane, you can just see the momentary fight Emma has not to pry into that further. I'm proud of her. She does stop herself. She's like... She looks at the camera and then is like, okay, move on, move on. (laughs) Just let nature do its self-purification thing. Yeah. Cash and Blue says, plaid and a clueless reference? A++. Oh, yeah, we forgot to mention this. Yeah. Um, Basically, when Maddie, or when she brings up the breakup to uh, Maddie, she's like, I feel so clueless. And she's wearing plaid. (laughs) Yeah, it's not yellow plaid, it's red plaid, but it's like a nice nod to the famous... 1995. 95. Teen romance. Yeah, I think if she had been wearing yellow plaid, it would have been too spot on. It been like... <laughs> very much so. But yeah. I do remember many, many years ago seeing Joanna and Diane yeah. showing up at an event. And Joanna's in a very adorable yellow plaid outfit. Oh, yeah. And yeah, Diane yeah. is in like a red plaid outfit or something. Yep. And then Starreski says, Still confused as to why Jane wanted to keep it a secret. Also, Emma's friends have been so quick to forgive her. I hope she still remembers the lessons she's learned so far. I think her ego has been bruised enough. I think so. Yeah. I would feel bad. It's good that she has such good friends. Yeah, definitely. But I don't think that the fact that she had to, like, grovel on her knees means that she didn't learn anything. Yeah. And even as to why Jane kept it a secret, I, I don't know. I mean, I think she's just a very private person and she doesn't want... She didn't want to be associated with being Frank Churchill's girlfriend as, like, her only identifier because she is so, so accomplished. So, mm-hmm. you know, her choice. But everyone respected that. You know, Maddie respected that and kept it a secret, which is nice. Oh. So we've gone through a lot of apologies, more good things to come, and we're very nearly at the end. Huzzah. This episode has been Pemberley Podcast Approved. Approved.